welcome to Not Quite Dead, a gal pal horror movie discussion podcast. We do deep dives on our favorite scary movies. And sometimes we just keep a shot. I'm your host, Megan. I'm Kate. Get ready, because here come the spoilers. Welcome to our first mini-sode. Yay! Yay! So we thought that periodically, as we're working our way through these horror franchises and thematically-like series, that we would do these little mini-episodes, not anywhere close to the hour-and-a-half-long mega-episodes that we normally do, where we cover um, a specific topic that is related to the overall franchise. So for this week... Yeah, we wanted to talk about Saw Rebirth, which, Megan, do you want to give a little overview on what Saw Rebirth is? Yeah, um, Saw Rebirth is not a true episode of Saw. It's some additional canon that the creators wanted to use as a promotion, actually, for Saw 2. Um, so we've we've talked about Saw 2 already, but this small comic actually has canon that has to do with Saw 4 that we we see featured in Saw 4. Um, so we thought it would be cool to take a look at this this little tiny comic and talk about how it fits into the Saw universe and also just talk about it because it is sort of funny. Yeah, I uh, really enjoyed it. I didn't really know what to expect going into it. I really like comics. I like graphic novels. So I thought that this was a really fun accompaniment that the producers and creators wanted to do for the Saw series. I think it also really ties into how in later Saw movies, you see just how much backstory they really want to give to John Kramer, who's our our Jigsaw lead character. And they also, they give some backstory into John and also you get to see some cool things like when John meets Amanda and when he meets Zepp and why he decides to work with Zepp. Cause I was always wondering this, like why Zepp? What did Zepp do? Yeah. Um, so it does, it does talk about that a little bit too. Yeah. I think that overall in the comic series, the, the whole point of it is to give more backstory around Jigsaw and how John Kramer really became this Jigsaw character. And I did not, do like a note by note um track on the ser- on the comic series um for the for the progression i just kind of read it and then was like okay i got the gist of this <laughs> yeah i got the general much. order of this i didn't really take detailed notes um i noted some of the differences um especially when you get into saw 3 saw 4 and beyond and where you start to see some of the differences in comparison to where in Saw 1 and Saw 2, we we don't know a whole lot about Jigsaw at that point. And so it makes sense for the creators to try and flesh out some backstory that maybe doesn't make sense later on in, in the movies where they decide to pivot and give Jigsaw a slightly more complex background story. Yeah. So you said you read it. Was yours a flash? Yeah, it was uh, like a reader. Flash. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you have the the sound turned up? Yes. Yeah, I did. Okay. That was one of the first things that I had noticed was the music. It was so loud and I wrote that down. Um, <laughs> the music really drove me nuts. <laughs> That's so funny. The sound wasn't loud on mine. Um, <laughs> Megan and I had different, different paths to viewing this. And I will say that I thought that the narrator who was doing Jigsaw's voice actually did a pretty good job. 
Okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't. Ha- I was. Like, I kind of hated it. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, he's not doing a terrible job. Like, I felt like he was really trying to sound like Tobin Bell, and so I appreciated that at least. Oh man, I was just so annoyed that it wasn't Tobin Bell. <laughs> I was like, you are not Tobin Bell. Who are you? I can't tell. <laughs> Who is this character? I do wonder why they did not just get Tobin Bell. I know, right? I, I mean, they made this before Saw 2. Mm-hmm. So they already knew, yeah, it's sort of weird. Why not Tobin Bell? Like how much, how long could this have possibly taken him to record? He's done every other Saw anything at, at this point. So it's really funny that he didn't yeah. do this. If you don't follow us on Instagram, our handle is not quite dead, and we uh, we follow Tobin Bell on Instagram, and he's always getting like fan pictures and like yeah. saw related things. Like he's still very much in the world, so I feel like he would have been down for recording this. Oh my gosh, that would have been so much better. Also, one day we're gonna have to get him as a guest star on our show. <gasps> I know. I'm just having every post and one day it will happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the first things I noticed that was different was Jill's hair. Jill's hair was brown in the comic. Yeah, it is blonde yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also sounded like Jill left before he got sick in the comic was what yes. I took away from it. And I don't that's not true in the films. That's right. So in the comic a lot of Jill's story arc and her relationship with Jigsaw is completely different. She looks different. Really, they're trying to tell us that Jigsaw just wasn't really appreciating his life. He's going through the motions. I think he blames all of his victims of doing. He uh, and Jill, she's not pregnant. They're not having a baby. They skip over that. Yeah, she just wants a baby. She wants more commitment. Yeah, she wants all this, which is really funny that when they did the movie series that they were really going all in on Jigsaw being ul- like ultra committed to her. Into the, the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So into the relationship. So absolutely devastated by this miscarriage that that was just another thing in a long line of issues that made him become Jigsaw. It's it's they totally changed the type of person he is. I mean, I originally, or sorry, in this comic book, he's just upset that he's not doing more with his life. And then his wife leaves him because he won't commit. Mm -hmm. In the movie, he's totally committed and he doesn't seem to be having this midlife crisis problem until he gets cancer. So they, they do change that up a bit. Um, and I think it's a little bit, I, I do prefer the movie version better, um, of his backstory. I think it makes more sense. Um, cause people don't generally, well, people don't generally do any of this, but <laughs> people don't generally just feel upset with their life and take it out in such an extreme way or even close to it, you know, like pick up a hobby maybe, but not like this, not this kind of hobby. It's a little I intense. Agree. I agree I think I think that the changes that they made to his character for the movies made made sense and I think that they probably understood the creators understood that they were going to try and milk as many movies out of this concept as possible and so they needed to have a more compelling backstory yeah 
I think that that was kind of a monkey's paw for them, though, because they just couldn't stop giving him backstory in the movies. No. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in the movies, they really just constantly write themselves into corners. And then they're like, well, we have another one to make since this made money. So how do we write our way out of it? Mm-hmm. And this this comic, I think, stayed pretty vague. It you know it's different. The movies are different, but not so far off that it doesn't still kind of fit as far as vibe goes. I think, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's def- his backstory is much stronger in the movies than this. So I'm glad that they updated it. Yeah, we should talk about some more differences or at least some more context that was given. I, mm-hmm. I really also liked the Zep introduction. Yeah. Something didn't see in Saw 1. I liked that uh, John is sick in the hospital and they give us a scene that's actually from Saw 1 where Dr. Lawrence Gordon is kind of being super dismissive about this guy potentially yeah. dying at any given moment. And then – you know, the orderly is there and it's Zep and Zep goes, you know, these doctors don't care about anyone and they're all screwing around on their partners. And I'm going to be a doctor and I won't be like that. Yeah. Apparently. So kind of, yeah. <laughs> I know. Poor Zep. He just gets bashed in the head with like a toilet God. cover. <laughs> so he, he kind of sets up some things that I thought was nice. Um, we understand a little bit more where Zep came from as a henchman. And we also learn where Jigsaw gets the idea to start targeting doctors because Zep Zep happens to know which doctors are being unfaithful and which are being Mm -hmm. maybe more cruel than others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he he helps hook him up with Amanda too. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So he's, he finds this person who has, drug problems and refers them to Dr. Jigsaw for her treatment. <laughs> Civil engineer Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I thought that those tie-ins were good. Um, it gives you some backstory that you feel like is really connected to the movies with Amanda. And then knowing that Zepp's trying to give him all this dirt on doctors gives you an idea where, okay, Dr. Lynn from Saw 3 worked in that hospital You've got Gordon from Saw One who fits the fits the bill also. So I think that that was a a good addition for the comic to do. Yeah, I have a Easter egg to call out. I, I don't know if you caught this. In the comic book, we meet one of John's coworkers while he was doing some normal basic engineering stuff, mm-hmm. and this character is somebody that John looks upon with disdain for mm-hmm. not enjoying his life, right? He tries to commit suicide and John can't believe it because he has this wonderful family at home. And this guy's name is Paul. Uh-huh. Okay. So I remember when we were watching Saw 2, I called out a trap that it was it was being tested. It was being built and uh-huh. it was on a mannequin. And on the mannequin, it said, Paul. Yeah, yeah, you so saw that. This up. is Paul. Yeah, so I was really excited about that, <laughs> and I thought that was—it's not necessarily an Easter egg in the comic, but it is sort of an Easter egg in the movie Saw Two. If you read the comic, so I was really happy that they included that little detail. 
Yeah, and I think Saw, the original Saw, and I'm pretty sure that this is right, but Paul, when I saw in the comic, I was like, oh, Paul is the guy who Jigsaw put into the razor maze. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Paul is is the one who ends up in the razor maze from Saw 1 also. So I think that there might be some Paul things maybe sprinkled throughout hmm. these movies. We'll have to go back and check that. I'm interested in seeing if, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, multiple Pauls. Like, yeah, I think it is. Otherwise, there's multiple Pauls, which is totally possible. But uh, I was pretty sure that that was um, a, a callback to Saw One, also. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the only other Easter egg is Billy the puppet. Yeah, it looks like John is either in a toy store at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy the puppet is just kind of hanging out on a shelf and he, he's in his you know pre-saw times like non-creepy puppet version of himself but he's yeah. hanging out on a shelf at one point I don't know if I caught any others though no that was all I saw it was a nice little nugget to have in between movies yeah I agree and it was it was short. I would I would recommend anyone who's who's watching these to go ahead and watch it, even if you're only going to watch the first Saw because you feel like that's the best and you don't want to invest, you know, 12 hours of your life into the Saw franchise. <laughs> I would definitely throw in the Saw Rebirth comic. Um, you can find it on YouTube. You can just Google it. There's like flash versions of it. I think if you're willing to do some like extra legal like activities, you can get the downloaded version online too or buy it. I think you can buy it on Amazon or something, but it's out there. I think it's a good add-on. Yeah. And make sure that you have Chrome installed because Safari will not open it since it's flash. (laughs) (laughs) And actually I, I was, I was on you know, using Chrome today for what whatever it was that I was using. I was using Chrome today for doing my work and got a little notification that told me that pretty soon they're not going to support Flash anymore. So you guys need to watch this before oh. you before you run out of time. Oh man, there's going to be so many, you know, videos that are just lost lost to the world. I know. I I actually do think there is a YouTube link we can we can add to our blog, but it is sort of sad to see the end of an era, the end of a flash era even yeah. in even in uh Chrome. RIP. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is a I mean, that's a that's a nugget on its own, right? This this obviously came out when Flash was still a thing. <laughs> Yeah, this came out 18 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's like half my life. (laughs) Half my life is is about Saw. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to our first ever mini-sode. Keep an eye out for more of these in the future. This has been Not Quite Dead. Make sure to check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, you know, if you're feeling a little wild and crazy, why don't you try listening to them out of order? It's not like the Saw movies make sense anyway. Or, you know, listen to them in order, as they were intended. 
Either way, thanks for listening to our show. Don't get sawed.